Welcome to Modern Aikidoist Podcast. If you're new to the podcast or you come back regularly and listen, please click like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube or BitChute. Please help by liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast. Also, word of mouth is how shows like this reach more people who are interested. Clicking like is free. I sincerely appreciate your interest and support. Very recently, a letter was sent out from Aikikai World Headquarters and made public. By made public, I mean that it is spread all over social media. The graphic is of a typed letter on Aikikai letterhead, signed by Mitsuteru Ueshiba, Hambu Dojo's Dojo Cho. The letter has no date, but there are indications that this letter was sent out around the 18th of January of 2020. As of the recording of this episode, I will share as much information as I have currently. The letter itself is short, and here's what it says. Dear Responsible Person of Aikido Organizations, The founder of Aikido, Ueshiba Morihai Uesensei, proclaimed that Aikido is a way through daily training to improve human nature and pursue social harmony. Therefore, any kind of contest or competition is not needed and should not exist in Aikido. If contest or competition is introduced to Aikido, it is no longer Aikido. Under each generation of Doshu, Aikikai has continued its activities based on this immutable principle set by Osensei. Humbu expects that Aikido organizations and individual practitioners around the world once again recall and adhere to Aikido's basic philosophy expressed by these words of the founder. Signed, Aikikai Foundation Humbu Dojo Cho Mitsutero Ueshiba. While this letter is short, it brings up some serious considerations. Let me identify and address them. First of all, this letter appears to be genuine and not a forgery or a fake. An Instagram post from a Russian dojo has a copy of this letter and provides some perspective. According to the person posting, they were sent a hard copy of this letter. They mention that a major Russian Aikido organization has started introducing some sort of competitive element to their training and that this letter is in response to that activity. I cannot speak about what this competitive activity consists of or what exactly this organization is doing. What I can say clearly is that the letter does not name any particular organization or group. The letter also does not address Aikido practitioners who are affiliated with the Aikikai specifically. The language addresses all Aikido practitioners in the world, regardless of affiliation. Anyone who is using the name Aikido. This brings up the first point, which is the authority that the Aikikai has over the ownership of the name Aikido. There are scholars who can elaborate to deep levels about the history and use of the term Aikido. What I've learned from them is that Aikido was not a term that Osensei came up with. The term Aikido was conceived of right after World War II in the late 40s. Even into the 60s, the decade of his passing, the rank certificates that Osensei granted were still labeled as Daitoru Aikijujitsu, not Aikido. He seemed to use the term Aikido, but it appears to have taken time for him to become comfortable with and then it seemed like he used it in a more casual sense. I think a good case could be made that the major branding of the word Aikido to the Ueshiba family happened after Osensei's passing. It is also a fact that in the 50s and 60s, he delegated many of the responsibilities of running the dojos to other people. These other people had far more control and influence on how the martial art he created would be identified and branded. I think it is more accurate to look at the word Aikido as a general term sort of like karate. There are many schools of karate, but none have claimed sole ownership over the term. Attempting to do so would be foolish and make whoever did it appear to be petty. These different dojos and organizations have different practices and methods, but that doesn't make them any less karate than another. 
Although the letter itself may have been intended to address the Russian organization and its activities, this was not stated. We can only take what is written at face value and not try to read into meaning which is not explicitly written. It is important to realize that there are a number of Aikido organizations which have included competition in their curriculum for a long time, even before Osensei passed away. Probably the most notable one is Shotokan Aikido, founded by Kenji Tomiki. They organized tournaments and competitive activities as a main part of their training. Tomiki founded his Shotokan organization in 1967, just two years before Osensei passed, and he did so with Osensei's blessing. It seems hard to believe that Osensei was not aware or did not become aware of Shotokan including a competitive element to their training. I don't believe Shotokan was affiliated with the Aikikai when they split, but it was also no scandal with Osensei declaring that what Tomiki was doing was not Aikido. Yoshinkan includes a competitive aspect to their training as well, and they are also a worldwide Aikido organization. Both of these organizations are among the world's largest Aikido organizations and quite popular. This letter includes them and any dojo or practitioner who indulges in competition. That brings up another major issue. What exactly is the definition of competition? Even Osensei's statements about it were not clear. To this day, Aikido practitioners have no general agreement on his exact meaning. There seem to be a few different schools of thought, so let's cover those. The most distinct one is that Aikido should not evolve into a sport. Jigoro Kano himself, the founder of Judo, expressed reservations about Judo becoming a sport. Look to modern times and senior members of the Gracie family express their concerns about how becoming a sport has watered down and hurt their art. Having a sport element to your art is a double-edged sword. There are advantages and disadvantages to it. I'm not going to dig deeper into this at this point, but it's important to note that Osensei's statements didn't condemn sport, it condemned competition. Perhaps there was confusion due to translation, but the native Japanese speakers don't seem to be any more clear on this point than those of us who are not. Does that mean it would be the competitive mindset which he condemned? As a veteran of war, he likely saw the very worst of human competition. He would not be the first war veteran to be disgusted by what he saw and condemn the idea that man should use violence against one another. That doesn't mean Osensei was a pacifist, as many people, including modern Aikidoka, believe that he was. This was flatly denied by his own son, who stated clearly in a press conference, my father was no pacifist. Morahai was also famous for having a hot and quick temper. This is something to think about when you envision Osensei as a sweet and benevolent man. This is a very distorted caricature of the man. If you want to know more, you can dive down a very deep rabbit hole when it comes to Osensei's history and the reality of what he did and who he was. In many cases, his actions did not match his lovely and peaceful-sounding words. Back to the question of competition. Does competition mean that training does not include aspects of dealing with intense physical pressure as one would expect in a real attack? We are now getting down to a very granular definition of the word competition. If you remove all traces of the feeling or mindset of competition, it means that the exercises and drills are nothing more than fully cooperative, partnered movement exercises. To address each of these schools of thought, I do not believe Aikido should have a sport element. After seeing what sport competition did to karate, fencing, jiu-jitsu, and judo, I think having Aikido be a competitive sport would be a mistake. It's kind of a shame because sports draw attention and interest. People want to participate and come watch. 
However, sports quickly evolve their own rule sets and organizations which seek only to serve themselves, and they tend to leave the art behind. I'd say judo has probably done the best job of all of them at staying relevant as a martial art, and I've heard many judoka state that competition has ruined judo. But what about Shotokan Aikido and their competition format? With greatest respect to Shotokan practitioners, the footage I've seen of their competition formats seem odd to me. I like that it is active training against a resisting attacker, but the rule set that makes it a viable competition sport takes it a little too far away from what dealing with a real-world attacker would be like. I enjoy competition as a place to test my skills, but from what I've seen of Shotokan competition, it's just not interesting to me. I also notice that it doesn't appeal to people outside the Aikido world. As a spectator sport, it has never gained popularity. This isn't a bad thing necessarily, but one of the benefits of being a sport is that it draws interest. If a sport fails to provide this benefit, then I have to wonder if the disadvantages start to outweigh the benefits. Just my thoughts. The next level down is removing the feel of competition from Aikido training. I believe this step is a mistake. The reason is that when someone decides to attack you, it is a competition. He's trying to dominate you and beat you down. You can decide not to compete with him by allowing it to happen, but that just means you get beaten up, or worse. Here's where things get a little complicated. Many believe that to survive violence, you have to learn to be violent yourself. It's the deliver pain to your enemy concept. Within sport fighting, think of two boxers competing. Each are trying to vanquish the other. They both have the same goal. That is, to use cunning and guile to unleash massive violence upon the other fighter. Aikido is similar in that it uses cunning and guile, but differs because it's not trying to destroy an opponent. The goal of the Aikidoka is to end violence. You could say that the boxer ends the violence by knocking out his opponent, but a boxer does not immobilize his opponent to make him unable to attack further. A subtle difference, but a profound one. This is one reason it's difficult to have a competitive sport rule set for Aikido. If you did, and for it to reflect reality more clearly, it would be something like this. Participant A plays the attacker role, and he wins if he submits participant B. Participant B wins if he pins or immobilizes A. The match goes for 20 seconds to a minute or so, and if the attacker doesn't submit the defender in that time, the attacker loses. You could have alternative rules for a second or third attacker as well. This is about the closest you could get to the priorities an Aikidoka is going to have in a real situation. I think you could set up training exercises in this way, but it would be an odd fit for a sporting event. I could be wrong. Maybe it could be made to work. Who knows? What I do know is that if you remove the martial intent of Aikido, it's just a physical exercise, like Taibo. It is no longer a martial art, but a martial-flavored cosplay. Cosplay is a term which means costume play, where people dress in costumes such as superheroes or science fiction characters. Just because you dress up like Superman doesn't mean bullets will bounce off of you or you can fly even though you may look very dashing in a red cape. One last thing on competition, and that is a crucial aspect for surviving life-threatening situations, mindset. It's not enough to have proficient technical skills. You must have the will to prevail and survive. It doesn't matter if you're talking about boxing or mountain climbing. You don't survive and succeed by being mentally soft and meek. You must have a combination of will and determination when the time comes that all is on the line. You cannot develop this by merely going through some physical motions. If you remove this type of attitude development from training, it very well may not be there when you need it to save your life or to protect someone else.
I'm not talking about being mean or vicious. I'm talking about being focused, calm, and acting decisively without allowing yourself to have fear or panic take over your brain. If you never train under stress, you will not be prepared for the real thing. If you do survive a terrifying encounter, it will not be due to preparation or training, but by luck alone. I don't know about you, but I hate counting on luck when my safety or the safety of those I care about is on the line. Success smiles on the prepared, and a major part of that preparedness is mental. Of course, people are free to dress up how they want or practice how they want. This brings me to a question this letter does not cover, which is, what is the Aikikai going to do if a practitioner, dojo, or organization practices with a competitive element, whatever that means exactly, and continues to use the name Aikido? They have stepped outside their authority by suggesting that only they can define who can use the term Aikido. What the Aikido does have the authority to do is discipline or expel those who are in that organization. But for the countless practitioners and dojos outside of it, what then? The fact is they can do nothing. If some group or dojo was using the Ueshiba name, that would be a whole different story. The Ueshiba family would have a rightful complaint about that. Aikido is far too general a term, though, just like karate. This brings me to the intention of the letter. What exactly was the anticipated response? There's no indication of what the intended response was. I think the response that will likely happen will be a kind of extremely weak excommunication. By that, I mean Aikikai practitioners are subtly encouraged to scorn those who include some sort of competitive element, whatever that means, to their Aikido while still using the term Aikido. They would be subtly encouraged not to associate with or address those Aikidoka with whom the Aikikai doesn't approve of. It's a subtle way of declaring a kind of social war, to divide the Aikido community along the lines that they define. There's great irony here, coming from the ideology that Aikido is supposed to be about reconciliation and connection. Personally, I find it very strange for any martial art, or Budo, to flatly decry competition in any form whatsoever. Competition is the very nature of violence and conflict, and in order to end them effectively, you must understand them thoroughly. You cannot understand something you refuse to get near. You cannot claim to be a swimmer if you won't touch water. It seems in this simple letter a few strong statements were made. The first is about what type of Aikido the Aikikai stands for, which is not martial. I heard the rumor not long ago that Mitsutero was interested in guiding Aikido back towards being martially relevant again, but this letter indicates that that rumor is not true. The second strong statement is that the Aikikai seems to claim ownership over the term Aikido. This reflects arrogance in the fact that they have no authority to make a rightful claim over the term. They seem to be willing to stir up great arguments among the Aikido community to make their claim. That is about the only thing this letter could possibly accomplish. To what end exactly? Is there agreement to be had among the vast Aikido community about what Aikido is? Is the expectation that all Aikido dojos and organizations will suddenly halt their activities in events which include competitive elements? If that were the case, a clear definition of what constitutes competition would be necessary, and the letter provides no clarity on that. Even someone with basic reasoning skills would see that this letter has just initiated a war which cannot be won. What's going to happen now? In my opinion, there's going to be a wave of arguments, mostly online, about the role of competition in Aikido. Practitioners will bicker back and forth for a while, but nothing will really change. Practitioners who train with a competitive element and enjoy it will continue to do so. Those who don't will keep on training how they like. 
The only thing I see as a likelihood is that those who are fiercely loyal to the Aikikai may start avoiding contact with some Aikidoka, but even then the friendships between these practitioners is likely strong enough to maintain them and no real changes will happen. If the Aikikai escalates the war by expelling its own members who maintain contacts with outside practitioners, then that's another matter. That will get very ugly. In the end, I really don't see anything significant coming of this letter, especially if we Aikidoka do not let it divide us. We can all find value in training with one another and learning from each other's experiences, even those who use competitions to train. They are learning too. We benefit by sharing what we all learn through the methods that we choose. Good ideas will emerge from all kinds of training. The art gets damaged when we lock one another out and isolate ourselves further. There was a time when the overall Aikido community was quite fractured due to politics. I'm more than a little sad and disappointed that this letter seems to be inviting a return to that political fracturing which seemed to be healing. The last thing any community needs is encouragement to be more fractured. My opinion that this letter, along with the statement made in an interview last year by the Doshu, indicates that the Aikikai is struggling. It is having a difficult time with identity and image. The leadership seems to be trying to evolve Aikido into some kind of hybrid between self-help philosophy and a pseudo-religion, while removing the martial element entirely. It's kind of like a restaurant which has become so focused on the decor, music, and atmosphere of their restaurant that they stopped serving food. I believe that you can be fully martially capable and still have a very strong moral code. In fact, it's necessary. Having your art be weak and incapable out of dedication to pacifism makes no sense to me, but that's just my opinion. It's one thing to dress like a martial artist. It's another thing to actually be one. More may come out about this letter in the coming days and weeks, although given how the Aikikai tends to be pretty closed, I don't expect we'll hear much more about it from them. That's the way the Japanese tend to be. If there are any developments important enough to address, I'll bring them up in future episodes. We will surely see a bunch of online debates, and those will die down in a few weeks, and then we'll be right back to where we were before this letter emerged. Interesting strategy to create harmony. I can't say that I'm impressed. What do you think? Please share your ideas in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube or BitChute, or go to the Facebook group Aikido the Marshall Side and post a comment. The Spirit Aikido online program is now live. Subscribers get access to video training and mentoring to techniques and training methods that I've adopted from other martial arts to make my Aikido more practical. There's a link in the description section. I invite you to check it out. I always enjoy hearing from listeners of the show, whether through comments or questions. Thank you all for sharing your interest. Enjoy your training.